the true American dream. The promise of opportunity. For some, it's a chance to grab the brass ring. Batista is the new heavyweight champion of the world. And make history. The world heavyweight champion has come to SmackDown. Or to ride their arrogance. There are legends and there are all-time greats. But there is only one wrestling god. To a ruthless siege of power. Reputation is at stake. I guarantee you, I will beat Batista. I guarantee you, I'm gonna whip your ass. But where some see opportunity, others see bias. No, I've never felt like a free man. Injustice. I felt like a prisoner in my own country. And damn it, I'm not gonna take it anymore. And the cold hand of fate. Sends goosebumps up your spine. There is no presence like that of the legendary Undertaker. Waiting to strike. Still, what we hold nearest to our hearts. You like bedtime stories? I love bedtime stories, Uncle Eddie. Is most vulnerable of all. Get on your knees and beg me not to tell the truth. What is Eddie Guerrero holding over the head of Rey Mysterio? Do you like secrets? It may be torn from us. This could hurt a lot of people. Get on your knees. You threaten my family? Beg me. And destroyed. If I win, I get to finish my little bedtime story to Dominic. For America gives only the opportunity. The rest is up to us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 88 of the Art Era podcast, the only place where we decipher and dictate the era that rose out of the ashes of attitude and delivered us the most TV taping pay-per-view of all the pay-per-views we've done in the last however many years of doing this. But because we didn't get a Smackdown on 4th of July, this is Smackdown's America, fuck yeah, as it's time for the Great American Bash 2005. As always, I'm Dave, and as always, joining me is Big Sexy Michael Rag. Are you ready? Because I'm not, because this was shite. Uh, <laughs> this was just a long stage, episode of SmackDown. If the stage is anything to go by, it's not going to be as fucking special. Right. No, I, that's the only good thing. Only good thing about Great American Bash, especially this one. Right? The ring ropes. It's old school. Red, it's old right school. WWE, WWF, when I used to have a ring as a kid. It was always red, middle of white. But AEW do it, don't they, when they do a, one of their specials? They have the, the oh, is it even, the ring ropes might be like that, full stop. 
don't know. I feel like they are. I don't watch AEW. I've watched a little bit at some point, and I'm sure they are. I may be wrong, but I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. I don't watch AEW's um, Jeff's <laughs> or Champion. I've been watching it when they're in London, though. I can't wait for that. I'm not going to lie. Should be. London crowds are wicked. Yeah. So, 90,000, if they do manage to fill it or whatever. It's the UK when fan base. It's going to be sick. Like when we went to Cardiff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like going to be in the bank. It's going to be class. Um, but are you excited for Great American Bash? Did Raw and well, did Raw, did SmackDown do its job and get you hyped up for Legion of Doom 2005? Eddie Guerrero versus Ray? They JBL got versus Eddie Batista? But <laughs> the match itself weren't. Well, there it was, was no a, Halloween Havoc, let's say. A lot of this, it was no fucking the worst match comparison. <laughs> no, it, it was what? OJ's best. OJ had his best match ever. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think the, the thing with OJ. So he's been match, there since 03. Yeah, I think the thing with OJ is that no one, nobody watches Velocity, so no one knows what moves to look out for and anything about OJ. And it seems like if I, this is my first time watching the, the Dukes, I'd be like, good at the headlocks, isn't it? <laughs> but before we get into the Great American Bash, um, I did a little post on social media a couple of weeks ago, um, a screenshot of Eddie Guerrero. Asking what the secret was. Because we what, don't know what the secret is. What is Eddie holding on with about Rey Mysterio? What's he got? It's obviously What's something he to do with Rey and I'm guessing Dominic as well. Yes. So I asked Facebook, of course, because that's the place you go to get the, the true answer. Yeah, Facebook's always go for the I truth answer. And Facebook delivered. <laughs> so I'm going to read a few. Uh, and I, I, I apologise if you are listening. I'll butcher your name because we've said this before and it's... Going to happen, uh, Chris Ludicky. Ludicky. Um, the secret was that Rey Mysterio married Jennifer Aniston. Lucky bastard. Yeah. Uh, Zach Dade. He's illegal and never got his green card. <laughs> Hayden Stock. The, the secret is that Rey Mysterio is really called Rapid Dave. <laughs> <laughs> um, Julio. I love this guy's name. Julio Cesar Batista. <laughs> his name on Facebook. Uh, Ray's his brother. Could be the secret. Are we saying that Ray's Dom's brother or Ray's Eddie's brother? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, William Wilson, uh, that the secret is that he secretly wishes that he could use the Power Rangers theme song for his intro. Yes. <laughs> Craig Harvey, the secret was that it was him all along, Austin. Royal Evad, I think. Um, Dave Backwards is his surname. Um, he did it for The Rock. <laughs> uh, Josh Harvey, Hornswoggle is his pappy. Um, Scott Anthony Christie, that he ran over The Rock for Stone Cold. <laughs> um, Joe Daharug, I think his name is, I don't think it is. Um, he was very to the point, and he's probably got the best answer here. The secret will be. Whatever creative wanted to be. <laughs> Which is very correct. That is true. <laughs> very correct. Uh, Saggy Cavell. The secret was he cheated with China. Um, Corbin Nibrock. Uh, the, the secret is that Rhea is actually his mum. Just moving forward a few years then, because I think... Even though... Rhea Ripley in 2005 would be... Same age. Very young to be a Same mother. age. Because <laughs> she's the same age as Dom. <laughs> Um, ben Marzuski. Uh, the secret is he didn't save 10% by switching to Geico. <laughs> uh, Arjun, Arjun Johal takes it down a notch and goes, he's going to fake his death in a limo only for Chris Benoit to kill his family and himself a week later. <laughs> <laughs> Took it down a hell of a notch to take it there. Uh, back up. 
Craig Stephen brings it back up that the secret is he spent the whole of the late 90s tongue punching tongue punching Vicky's fart box. <laughs> um, Mark Houghton that uh, he knows that Ray only eats at Burger King. Uh, Richie T. Burke, his Dom's dad, lol. How? How's he going to be Dom's dad? Don't be daft, idiot. Stupid answer. Dom um, looks like me. <laughs> um, Bryceine Perez, Rom's little secret homies, is that he kidnapped Dom and I'm the real father, Olale. But he didn't spell it, he put O D A L E. I think that he was going for Olale. Olale. <laughs> um, Kyle Nesbitt threw a curveball. Dom's not actually his son, his son. it's his daughter. Ooh. Curveball, curveball. Uh, David Young, that he got a bad nose job years ago, and that's why he wears a mask. <laughs> uh, Dominic Billups, uh, Eddie saved money by using Ray's social account. <laughs> and Sanu Super Breddington's Mia, he identifies as a combine harvester. <laughs> and fat, two more. <laughs> Larry Fan, he identifies as a lawn chair. And Jay Light, the, the secret is, he's gay. <laughs> See, because it's my favourite, one of my favourite terms of all time, I've got to go with tongue punching the fart box. <laughs> I quite like that last one. The secret is, he's gay. <laughs> but thank you for everyone that took part in that. There were loads more that I didn't read out. It was, uh, people love a good, I love a good caption contest. Yeah. Everyone does. I, I lo- even more, I love reading the replies. Uh, and some of them responses, replies, absolutely fucking brilliant. But shall we get on then with Great American Bash 2005? Um, it is July the 24th. We are at the HSBC Arena in Buffalo, New York, with 8,000 fans in attendance. They took by H. Michael last year, Great American Bash 2004, that generated 238,000 buys. 2005, are we higher or lower? People buying this based on Batista and JBL compared to Eddie and JBL. You would think how they've been pushing Batista, it would be higher because they pushing Batista was a bigger name than they do to Eddie. It's 5,000 lower. 233,000 buys. Yeah, I, I kind of guess. Because <laughs> people are sick of JBL. Very true. And also the event was available free of charge for the Armed Forces members and their families. So... Netflix share, that's pass, your, password that's, share. That's your 5,000 people that didn't do it last year. That's your password. That's why Netflix are against password sharing. Um, we both watched it on the network and had a runtime of two hours and 46 minutes. And the theme song was Pay the Price by Eric and the Hostiles. Yeah, they should have gone for the Team America theme. <laughs> ain't paying that sort of money. We're paying for Eric and the Hostiles. Well, I, I, think, think, I think the South Park guys would love it. <laughs> They'd probably give it for free. Now, did you watch pre-show? No. Neither did I. But I'm guessing that's where we got one of our matches from. Um, Nunzio got beaten by Paul London, for cruiserweight defend, uh, defended his cruiserweight title in 2 minutes and 33 seconds. Cheers for coming to, coming to work, Nunzio. Yes. Uh, the opening video package, A True American Dream, The Promise of Opportunity. Um, tonight's the chance for someone to grab the bass brass ring. Propaganda, eagles, flags, America. Fuck Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I quite like the intro. We got, we did get like WB. They still are in that period of doing a great intro package. Mm. It gets you. You don't need to watch Raw and SmackDown. 
Yeah, you, that gets you the main matches are tonight. You know why we're there. And obviously, before each match, you get a little promo package as well, video package. So you, you're fully aware of. Uh, and if, if they don't, these like are. the opening match, they don't give a promo package, but the announcers explain why they're fighting. Yes. And um, the pyro goes off, and we've got America propaganda everywhere, red, white, and blue, as far as the eye can see. Um, what did you make to the staging? Lots of it, basic compared to last year's as well. Mm. Like last yes. year's was a lot more, seemed more pomp and circumstance. Yes, this was just it, it, very similar to like a modern day pay per view where we're just gonna kind of use either stage and everything the walkway, but we'll just throw a few flags over yeah. it, or throw a bit of. So you know it's an throw American a bit of spice theme. over it, yeah, to make it look different. Um, Michael Cole and Taz, they welcome us to the show and we see the Macarena boys, they're hyped as always. Hugo's had this evening. Of, of course, they're on tequila, mate. Pre-show's tequila time. Yeah, tequila. <laughs> um, our opening contest, it is your tag team champions, Eminem with Molina, with the greatest entrance in wrestling history. Uh, defending against the brand new tag team to take over SmackDown because we've got a DVD to shill. Um, Lidger Doom 2.3.0, because um, I'm remembering draws. Uh, of animal road warrior animal and Heidenreich how the fuck did we get to this well as you said we've got a DVD to show (laughs) and you know Hawk passed away so we can't have the actual Legion of Doom Mm. and Heidenreich he just wants friends yes Yes. usually wants to friends in forms of little children but in this circumstance he's happy to have an adult friend Mm. I know obviously we lost Hawk had a lot of shit going on but I don't want to see my... I fucking love the Legion of Doom as I did. I wasn't a Rock Warriors guy. I was a Legion of Doom guy. WWF Legion of Doom. The action figures, the shoulder pads, the makeup, the hair, the interlocking fucking haircuts. Yeah. I loved everything about LOD. This, this... This this isn't LOD. This isn't my LOD. This is a big... The belly on animal. This is a fucking middle finger to the the LOD. The belly on animal. And the fact that he gets a decent run out of this, he's like, we're WWE for a couple of years. To look at Molina all day. Let's just get the camera on Molina. As we mentioned, you, you think we're going to see Molina in her bra and panties tonight? Uh, I, I hope so. And the challenger had a combined weight of 570 pounds. Road Warrior Animal and Hayden I'll tell you, Cole, just hearing, oh, what a rush! His presence is felt here. Mike Hagstrom, he's up in the heavens right now. You know he's looking down. He's looking down with a big smile on his face. And Animal and Heidenreich, L.O.D. rides again, bro. Well, of course, the Animal and well, his, uh, his former partner, of course, Hawk, the Legion of Doom, perhaps the most legendary tag team champions of the history of this sport. They were part of a great American bash lore for many a year. It was October 19, 2003, in which Hawk passed away in a great interview on WWE.com. Animal has dedicated this matchup, Taz, to his late friend, Hawk. Absolutely. He's definitely on, like, And then his brother gets a fucking good job with it. Well, that is that. But is, is his brother already involved backstage? His son's already backstage point, working, you know I mean? but yeah. um, I think this helps his brother get a better job. Yeah. But I think they got the pop. Do you know what I mean? The, the, when the music hits and everything, the animal does come out to a pop. But it's just, it's not, I don't want to see animal. I, when they split up years ago, Hawk went to America, uh, went to Japan 
and he was wrestling as the new Road Warriors with some Japanese guy. And I'd know it, I don't know how you'd get interested in that. I don't identify these two as singles guys or guys that I'd want to see tagging me anybody else. Yeah, you want to see Hawk and Animal yeah. together. And maybe Dross. Right. And I still I love Dross. Bless his fucking heart. Um, but yeah, I don't want to see, I don't want to see Hyde and Shite. I Full never stop. want to see Hyde and <laughs> Full stop. I definitely don't want to see him with Animal, but here we are. Um, so the match kicks off. Heidenreich uses power early on. Uh, I love how Eminem kept leaving the ring and Melina was there just stroking them. And don't worry, it's fine. It's fine. It's fucking hiding shite. Wash your hairs, Watch your hairs. <laughs> Watch your hairs. Uh, Animal tagged in, but the Eminem get advantage. Mercury walks over him. Nitro tags in. Double team suplex fails. Then Animal runs wild. Suplexes both guys at the same time. And a big back body drop onto Nitro. It's like... Nasty landing there. Uh, body yeah, drop. but I, this is the Legion of Doom mentality. They it's just fuck. I'm a throw at you. You uh, land. You, you decide how you're going to fall, mate. It's not to do with me. That's between you and fucking gravity. Hide and Rack back in. Uh, the ref gets occupied with Animal and, Merc- and Mercury clips Hide and Rack in the back of the knee. Because um, obviously he's been severing the knee injury from when they attacked him, which brought Animal back mm. a couple of weeks ago on Smackers, uh, last week on Smackers. Uh, Animal got the hot tag, back suplex onto Mercury, and they kick Nitro off the apron. Um, Animal though misses a charge. Nitro gets hand of the title, smacks Animal in the head, but then Animal kicks out of two because of course he does. Yeah, he's and not the, jobbing yeah, to a fucking The belt minute shot. he kicked out, it's like even if you didn't know the result, you knew the result there and then. Yeah. Because any other match, that puts you down for the three, not when you're Legion of Doom Animal. Um, Eminem they go for the snapshot Heidenreich is there and clotheslines Nitro um, yeah, what was that though it was it weren't clothesline it was just like we're going to hug and we're going to fall down yeah uh, the finish comes power slam by Animal on Mercury then Heidenreich goes up top and we get the fucking I knew they would we get the doomsday device mm-hmm. um, one two three after just an arch six and a half minutes brand new tag team champions not going to lie crowd loved it crowd loved it yeah, I don't know if I did. I kind of like. Even if it though, was Hawk, yeah. Yeah, but even though it was hiding it was Hawk or Draws, I'd have. I'm gonna so correct myself. I'd be contradicting myself here. But even though it was Hyderac and it wasn't Hawk or Draws, um, but I feel like with with Draws, Hawk needed to be there. It could never be Animal and Draws. Hawk and Draws had to be Hawk and Animal and Draws. Clothesline animal ducks. Scoop slam. Oh my. Uh oh. Uh oh. Animals called for we saw this this past Thursday. He's not there. Flying high like Hulk used to do. Mercury on the shoulders. The Doomsday device. The Doomsday device. Can it be? Will they do it? New tag team champions. I can't believe it. Hyderak and Animal can't be your tag, your, the face of your tag mm. division. Yeah, true. Very true. But how many Mavens then for our opening contest? Uh, because of the feel-good moment, I'll give it a 1.5. Ooh, two. that's harsh. I'm giving it a 2. Um, because this was one of the... Because, like, for the feel-good moment, this was one of the better contests on a very, very poor show. Yeah. I, I'm probably going to come down to, with your level, actually, and give this a 1.5. Yeah. Because that Eddie Ray's getting two at best, two and a half, because it probably was their best match, uh, their worst match that they've ever had together. But 
But it was the best match on this card. (laughs) Speaking of that, he went backstage and he's getting interviewed by Josh Matthews. Josh Matthews is standing by with one of the Eddie Guerrero. You've asked for this time because you've got a new development for your match with Rey Mysterio tonight that you'd like to say publicly. Oh yeah. Development, stipulation, surprise. <laughs> See, uh, I give Ray a little call this weekend, and I suggested something to him, but he didn't like it. He didn't like it at all. But then I talked to him some more, and. And he saw it my way. See, because if he didn't, he wouldn't be able to keep his little secret. A secret very much longer. You know what I'm talking about, Holmes? It's all about manipulation. It's my new addiction. Well, that's stipulation. That surprise is his son Dominic. See, his son Dominic gets to come out to ringside and watch the whole match. And he gets to see his Uncle Eddie pound, beat, destroy, and finally, finally beat his dad in the middle of the ring. And then sweet little Dominic gets to come inside the ring and listen to the bedtime story that Uncle Eddie (laughs) promised to tell him a long Long time ago. Um, Eddie says he's got a new development for his match. Eddie called Ray and suggested something, but Ray didn't like it. Eddie claims that he talked to Ray some more, and Ray saw it his way. He claims that if he didn't, he would have revealed the secret right there and then. Punching fat boxes. It's like he said... (laughs) Manipulation is his new addiction. That's it. Um, he says that Ray's Great son line. Dominic gets to come out to ringside and watch his uncle Eddie pound, beat, and destroy his dad in the middle of the ring. Um, Eddie then goes, Sweet little Dominic gets to come inside the ring and listen to the bedtime story that Uncle Eddie promised to tell him a long, long time ago. And then he stared ahead with that fucking crazed, demonic look in his eye. I was like, Ugh. But why is Eddie sounding like a nonce? He wasn't it, yeah. But. <laughs> like- Charles Cashy from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. I'm waiting for Chris Hansen to walk in and say, can you explain why you're here, please? Eddie, take a seat. <laughs> Definitely needs to investigate. Up next, in a match that because we need matches on card, it is Christian, our newly drafty of, to SmackDown, going up one-on-one against Booker T. Michael, how did we get here? So, <clears throat> Booker caught Buck Christian whilst we were flirting with Candice a few weeks ago. And then they had a match, but Christian decided, you know what, I had enough of this fucking shite back in 2003. So, he attacked Booker for the match, it bettered him via chair, hit him prettier, won the match. 
then this is the rematch, I guess. I'd say so. For the 7,842nd time. Imagine they've wrestled a lot, didn't they? They wrestled a lot. And the but thing the, is, Christian's only been drafted two weeks and they've wrestled lots already. <laughs> basically, from Judgment Day to Mania 2004, yeah. they were wrestling constantly. Mm. Um, I like how we got a bit of history with Booker T uh, within Great American Bash folklore. Mm. Um, coming into this, he's five and one in Great American Bash, obviously because it was a WCW yeah. annual thing. Um, obviously, WWE is brand new to well last year's because the first one is brand new to the calendar, um, and obviously within two three years, it's just the Bash. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the match then, um, Booker he chased Christian around the ring early, early doors. Um, he goes after Christian on the floor, back in the ring, back elbow by Booker. Christian goes to the floor again, tries to leave, but Booker chops Christian, rolls him back in. Christian then uses the ref to block Booker straight away. It's like, Christian is just normal, generic. I'd say, yeah, he probably is generic. He's running through the motions, is Christian. Every you can tell his... He hides from people and he, avoids his You can tell he's on his way. Yeah, yeah, he's just not asked. <laughs> you can tell he's on his way. Um, so he uses the ref to block Booker, then threw him into the ring post. I came off the ropes with his inverted swinging DDT for a two. Uh, we do get a let's go Christian chant. Uh, and Booker comes back with a sidewalk slam and the crowd boos. Um, Booker goes for a sidekick. Christian ducks and Booker gets crotched on the top rope. Um, Christian then he grabs Charmel uh, and then goes after the ref. Uh, Christian goes, turns around. Uh, Charmel slaps fucking Christian. <laughs> Um, then uh, he runs after Charmel, but Booker is the bookend for well, a, wife for a very bookend. great, great near fall. I thought that could be over there. I was like, uh, that would be a good finish. Mm, but it's be quick though. They, they could have used that five minutes later, and that could have been your finish. Wait a minute! Whoa, 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 wait a minute! Hands off home! <laughs> <laughs> with him? Oh yeah! Oh, he deserved that. You don't want to play with him, man. She's a Hellcat. Those eyes, man. Kurt Angle knows all about that. Yeah, no kidding. Christian not too happy. All right, careful now. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He's at Booker T. Bookend. Connecting the bookend. Oh, my God. Christian so incensed with Charmel. He walked into the bookend. And Christian takes it. Oh, man, that was close. Christian charged at Booker, but Booker hits the spine buster. Booker then was booed again. It's a flapjack and the spinner Rooney. And then I saw a sign. I saw bully, but it's spelled B-Y-U-L-L. Big sign, hard camera. Didn't get it. Bile? Well, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it's a bit dyslexic maybe. He's, he's gone to write bully, but why would you write bile unless it's a name of somebody? I'm not sure. <laughs> no idea, but it just, it literally hit me in the face. I'm like, the fuck's that? I even went, paused it and went back and went, but B, you what? Am I not reading that right? <laughs> Um, scissor kicks avoided by Christian unpretty set up is cheered by the crowd but Booker shoves him to the ropes uh, 10 punch in the corner by Booker Christian with a power bomb though with feet on the ropes gets a 2 only one foot that's why he's only got a 2 count true that uh, the announcers though they mention how where with the location of the event is a short drive from Toronto so that's why Christian's got a lot of fan support which yeah. that makes perfect I'm glad they kind of cleared that up because it was a bit weird where Booker Better was booed to fuck you know the, not, not acknowledging the fans cheering for the heel no oh, definitely Definitely. I'll say, are they chanting something else? It's Burns, not Burns, I promise you. Um, Booker with a hot shot across the top rope, and then Booker goes to the top, and it's a missile drop kick for two. Um, but Christian luckily just gets his foot just on the bottom rope. See, uh, if only there was a rope breaking first, Shane Bravi wow. D would have still been in. <laughs> well, 
Um, the finish of the match, uh, Christian follows Booker out on the floor. Booker whips Christian face first into the steel ring post and then into the steps. Booker breaks the count, whips Christian into the steps again. Back in the ring, second rope, scissor kick, one, two, three. A, a, quite a long match, just under 12 minutes. Um, winner by pinfall, Booker T. Put the teeth back in to break the count. The referee might. Oh my God! Look the steel steps. Shoulder first again. A little bit of payback now for what Christian did to Booker T a couple of weeks ago on SmackDown. And then ambush assault before their matchup. Booker T again broke the count. I mean, you know, how many times can he do that? He wants to punish Christian, is what he wants to do. This is not a street fight. You know what I'm saying? You got to. Play within the game, play within the rules. And now you want to play within the rules. The last match, you said it was great to cheat. Now look at Booker T. Going to climb up to the second rope here. Every match is different, Cole. Okay, Booker T now is on the second rope. Look at this, Booker! Oh, there's a kick off the second rope. Head first to the rope below. Here's the cover. He was able to get off that scissor kick, man, off the second rope. What a matchup. Very, very physical matchup here between Christian and Booker T. Booker T leaves Buffalo with his lovely pride and a victory over Christian. Hey, Booker T picked up some semblance of revenge after what happened a couple of weeks ago on SmackDown. I think so. I definitely think so. I'll tell you what, both, both, both these men left it all in the ring. It was a... Again, to point out, extremely physical match. Let's see what happens. Don't know. I feel like Christian should have gone over being the newer guy on SmackDown. But Booker's the biggest star in the eyes of SmackDown, I suppose. And Booker's... And Christian's fucking off in a couple of months. Yeah. See, that was a decent <laughs> match. Don't get me wrong. I preferred that to the first match. Mm hmm But, I mean, Christian's fucking... Triceratops, it's morphing time tights. <laughs> It looked like Blue Ranger. He did. He did. With his padded ass. <laughs> Just because we're not bumping on my tush. <laughs> Ever since that fucking ladder match. I'm telling you. I ain't bumping on my tush no more. Ever since that ladder match with Jericho. But uh, what did you make? How many mavens? I'd give it 1.5. Yes. It was exactly no special. Average. But it was a decent match. It could have, could have opened. Yes. I think it was a fine mid-card match. It was a fine yeah. SmackDown match. It, it was a great SmackDown it match. It wasn't a pay-per-view but match. But not a, a pay-per-view uh, match. And, and I loved at the end where Taz, he goes, I've got one thing to say. What does Booker say? Sucker, can you feel it, sucker? And Michael Coleman goes, do you mean can you dig it, sucker? Taz is like, oh yeah, silly me, dickhead. <laughs> Stupid Taz. It's Taz. <laughs> Um, we're backstage with Molina. She's getting interviewed by um, with the in the Eminem locker room, and uh, she says Eminem will be the champs again. Don't you worry. And said tonight she's not going to let anybody see her in her underwear during the Pro and Panties match with Tori Wilson. Uh, Molina called Tori a worn out has been and said she'll strip her to her bra and panties. I mean, why why does Tori Wilson? Uh, what's she going to be got, got to be embarrassed about getting stripped to her bra and panties when you know? We've seen both spreads. Yes. Yes. If anything, you'd be like, yeah, I'll get involved in this match because it's a win-win. If I win, I win. If I lose, I'm getting my fucking clunge out. <laughs> Melina guaranteeing she won't get fucking stripped down. Just, like, Definitely tells the world that she's going to get stripped down to a yeah. bar and panties. We're going to see. The thing is, Tori Wilson, usually what she does in these matches, she wins and then she strips and all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how it works. Because she loves getting a kick. Because <laughs> she does. 
a real love for it. Of course we do. Up next, US title time. The Juice reigning defended her. He fucking finally defended it on paper. Who it's been a while. Has he ever? Not, uh, maybe Judgment Day. I mean, the last match I've you. It is Orlando Jordan going up one on one against Chris Benoit for the United States title. Michael, how did we get here? So you don't know because you didn't watch Sunday Night Eat. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I did watch the. We did do the gallop to the gap. Yes, we did. And on the first week, Benoit won a contenders match. And then they had zero interaction ever since. <laughs> Until Sunday night, when one of them got a slap. <laughs> did you like, or did you notice, how Benoit had the Monster logo on his tights? Do you know the energy drink? Yes. It was definitely the Monster logo, just upside down. That's where they took it from. Not that I've seen that video that there's a woman saying it's from fucking Satan and they've taken the, the Monster logo. And have, you, have you seen that video? Um, I think the guys behind Monster... We're wrestling fans and they seen this and thought, hey. or maybe we're watching it upside down. So, like when you hang over your settee with your legs and that, you might be watching it in Australia that day. <laughs> there you go, there you go. But um, now I see LJ wearing some like new, new out, new clothes. He's obviously used his uh, paid paycheck from yes. JDL to yes. get himself a new wardrobe. So, my issue said it before though, my issue with OJ is that nobody watches Velocity. So, he's a staple of Velocity. He is, and if you watch Velocity, you know that OJ's got moves. But I don't know if a pay-per-view audience is... Because, like I said, if you, if you were watching this, you'd think, hmm, the juice. Good way to good headlock. Yes, he did Loves have a match on pay-per-view against Heidelberg. Of course he did. Of course he did. Fucking hell, he's on a streak. Um, so the match then. Uh, Benoit works over Jordan with knees in the corner, followed by a forearm to the face. Uh, Benoit with a snap suplex. Ben with a dragon screw sends OJ to the floor. Baseball slide, but George, Jordan moves, uh, shoves Benoit back first into the ring post. Uh, back in the ring, turnbuckle pads off. Jordan gets advantage. Arm breaker slaps on an armbar. Uh, Benoit tries to fight back, but Jordan hits him with a drop kick. Um, I love how he taunted the crowd by writing the letters O and J in the air, and fucking not one person reacted. There were yeah. more reaction in my house with me watching it than they were in that entire arena, 8,000 people. No, there was one guy. He had an A4 paper side that said, OJ didn't do it. <laughs> and I remember watching Smackdown in 2003. OJ was OJ the fucking Smackdown yeah. slasher. OJ did it. <laughs> Benoit gets back into it, sharpshooter attempt, and that kind of woke the crowd up a little bit. Jordan kicks him back, though. Um, Jordan gets advantage and slaps on another armbar. Uh, punches him in the face a few times, a couple of quick covers. Um, a big elbow gets a two. Uh, knee into the back, pulls on the arm, another fucking rest hold. Body slammed by Jordan. Goes up top. Benoit cuts him off. Benoit with chops. Big suplex, which the crowd, they enjoyed that a little bit. Uh, double chops, went for sharpshooter again. Didn't work again. German suplex by Benoit. OJ reverses, though, another attempt. Then Benoit reverses the reverse for a second one. And then a third one with a release. Up to the top, headbutt. But Jordan is out in the middle of the ring. Benoit fucking flies. Big, long. He loves a fucking lead. He does. Benoit. Uh, connects with the headbutt. Covers, though, and a two. And I thought that was going to be the one. But then they're like, no, because that's his signature, not his finish. His finish is the crossface. <laughs> Um, the finish of the match uh, Jordan he goes to the turnbuckle um, tech, removes the pad fully uh, Jimmy Corderas he's checking on Benoit Benoit goes for the German Jordan though moves ducks Benoit's head first into the turnbuckle rolls him up one two three shocker for me didn't mean for that to rhyme after 14 and a half minutes still 
US champion. I liked how they OJ did Jordan. the removal of the cover. Like OJ's like tired at corner, mm. pull himself up, and then he's grabbing it to hold on to, yeah. and not grabbing it to pull it off. Turnbuckle pad is off. That top turnbuckle is exposed. It is exposed. Going for the German here. And German hanging out. The exposed top turnbuckle goes Benoit. Oh my God, he hit his head hard. Jordan into the cover. Not like this. this Jordan retains the title. The referee didn't realize the turnbuckle pad was ripped off. Still, United States champion Orlando Jordan. Benoit nor the referee realized that. The top turnbuckle, that steel ring was exposed. Orlando Jordan capitalized and retained the championship. Well, you know, not for we witnessed a phenomenal, phenomenal matchup between two great athletes for the United States title, but God, what a way to win Orlando Jordan. Just utilize that, that exposed. You look at this, look at this. Pocket trash. Shoving that championship in the face of Benoit to the man cheated to retain it. But nonetheless, beside the night that Jordan won the United States Championship, this is the biggest win of Orlando Jordan's career. He thinks, ah, actually. I feel like that's that's kind of a a staple within wrestling that's been removed. You don't see it. It used to happen every show. Once a match, every pay-per-view, there'd be a turnbuckle spot where they'd remove the pad. I feel like it's not something that happens as frequent as it once did. That's a good thing, because you don't want... No, I like a good turnbuckle spot. Smash him in if someone bad, because I think as well, a turnbuckle spot provided a prime chance to blade. And that's something that they don't need to do anymore. So, because it'd be prime, you remove the turnbuckle, heel jumps into it, big fucking spring bounce back. Face. Yeah, or the face, yeah. So it's always the heel that removes it. The face can go into it, blade, and then they can... The heel can go into it to hurt themselves to be subjected mm. to the finish. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was it was a, another one point five for me. Benoit helped. Benoit one point seven helps. <laughs> oh, we're being like that because it was OJ's best match of his career. <laughs> it was OJ's best match, but OJ needs more moves. He's more moves and wrestled. Enough. But again, the the guy doesn't wrestle that frequent. On w- he might do in live shows and stuff like that, but on WWE TV, especially on pay per view, he hardly so, wrestles on SmackDown unless he's a tag team with JBL. And the thing is, with Velocity, it's recorded before Smack because people are there, it's like a pre show. So people aren't that invested into matches, they're just cracking on. Majority people, they're at the bar, or merchandise coming into the arena. Or, yeah, exactly. So I think he's not got much experience wrestling on, on big stages in front of. Even though he has, that's a lie in it, but can you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. He's not on pay-per-view and stuff and working the crowd and shit like that. It's not the juice. He'll try, like writing OJ and stuff, but the crowd didn't give a fuck. Um, but yeah, I, it, I, I didn't, it wasn't unenjoyable. Do you know what I mean? It was, it was, it was a good match. Best match so far? Uh, yeah, I'd say so far. Definitely, because it didn't have big fat animal in it <laughs> and I didn't shite. Um, but yeah, it was one of the juice's better showings. But still, could have belonged on SmackDown. Yeah. Definitely could have stayed on SmackDown. That's this show. Uh, video packages for our next match. It is The Undertaker versus Mohamed Hassan in a number one contendership for the world title. More draft lottery pick. And again, I'm treated like a second class citizen. Because if anybody deserves to be named the new SmackDown champion... It is definitely the great Mohammed Hassan. I am the owner of the Lord. 
this or not. But this ain't Raw, player. This is SmackDown, the land of opportunity. So I tell you what, I'm gonna add you to the mix. It will be a six-man elimination match for the SmackDown Championship. You're looking at the new icon, the great Mohammed Hassan. Hassan still tearing him. Watch out, him. Oh, boot to the face. Watch out, match I was never pinned and I never submitted so technically I wasn't eliminated and technically I deserve the number one contendership against Batista you're right so I'll tell you what at the great American bash I'm going to make a number one contenders match for the world championship it will be Mohammed Hassan one-on-one with that very same man you ran from last week, The Undertaker. I know you're nervous, but you have to understand your role. You will be a sacrifice, but a sacrifice for the greater good, our plan. I assure you that that sacrifice will not go without its reward. This is a message to you, Muhammad Hassan, from The Undertaker. Tomorrow, I assure you that that sacrifice will not go without its reward. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Ashhadu an la أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله Michael, how the fuck have we got to this? So Hassan got drafted to SmackDown. He thought, you know, I'm a new guy in the yard. Prison rules. I'm going to go smack the biggest fucker. True that. Yeah, not when it's uh, almost seven foot undead cowboy biker zombie wizard. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he decides he has Such to sacrifice his best mate for the greater good. And then... For the greater good. For the greater good. The Truth Commission come out. <laughs> and beat down Taker. And they carry Devari, who's been sacrificed for the greater good. Hassan sent his lawyer. We did, oh, Tommaso Ciampa. <laughs> With hair, no beard. <laughs> sort the play there. Sent his lawyer because you and were like, don't you fucking dare. <laughs> because all that happened on 7th of July. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. If it had happened on a different day, if it had happened before, maybe it'd been okay. Mm-hmm. After well, we said this on the last episode. I think that I think it was a was it a bad time and a bad taste. That that's the that's the thing, Both. isn't it? 
speaking of what was bad taste for me personally the video package the music did not help no. did not help I'm waiting for Jihadi John to come out <laughs> it was like Vince like ah well fuck it <laughs> the music didn't help it was proper I don't know if you have terrorist music but that was definitely what I'd identify as terrorist music <laughs> the Technically, I think what they're insinuating is they do have terrorist music. <laughs> and, and that's terrorist music. It plays music. as soon as the video package ends. Because... Alalea, alalea. Because he gets the fucking royal entrance. Yes, King Mabel entrance. Yes. I mean, well, we don't all know what's going to happen. Yeah, that's the thing. It's we, like, this is, is going to be your last night, so let's give you all fucking pompous yeah, circumstances. Yeah, let's give you everything. This is what I didn't get. I was like, surely they know at this point now that UPN don't want him on the network. The character's dead. Obviously, the finish of this match proves the character is dead. Um, but why all the pomp and circumstance and all the hoorah around him coming out? But I quite liked it. And Sam, he does a pre-match promo. If I cannot defeat the Undertaker tonight, I will never show my face on SmackDown again. Well, thanks for spoiling that. Yeah. Cheer while you can, because I promise you tonight I will defeat the Undertaker. I'll be back on SmackDown. I will be your number one contender. And at SummerSlam, I'll become World Heavyweight Champion and fulfill my destiny as the first Arab-American champion in the WWE. I left Undertaker beaten and bloody in the middle of the ring. As an Arab-American, I know about sacrifice. I sacrificed Gafari. I sacrificed my lawyer. I know I have what it takes to beat the Undertaker. It will end after this. After I dispose of the Undertaker, I will be fourth known as the great Mohammed Hassan. The crowd booed the fuck out of him. <laughs> I like the promo. Such a shame that this is the and end. It's a shame that... Such a shame. They never gave him another character after this. Yeah. Because it's not his fault. No, they could have rebranded him. They could have stuck a mask on him. They could have done it. They could have repacked it. They could have fucked up for ages and popped up on Raw or Smackdown or whatever as a brand new character. They could have got... They could have... Ju- just look at me. Could have been hammered as hand. <laughs> Better than fucking... Robert. Yeah. Or he comes out as... Is it Matt, isn't it? Is his actual name. Yeah. Yeah, he comes out as Matt and the announcers the whole Arabic everything. But then is that the network? But he could go into Raw because obviously Raw's on TNN or whatever it is. So. USA. Yeah, USA. So I, I don't know. It's, it's, they didn't have to kill him off. They didn't have to when they were going to promise him the world. Um, yeah, it's such a shame. Promise the world and then it's... The rules take pull from under. Yeah, such a shame. It's like Drew McIntyre. He he was promised the world back in '09. Viz declared him a future world champion. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it was correct. It was correct. It was about, <laughs> but not during that time. About frame. eleven years too early. <laughs> <laughs> so the match then, number one contenders for the world heavyweight championship: The Undertaker and Mohammed Hassan with Davari. Um, Undertaker smashes him all over with punches and a boot to the face, armbar, old school. Uh, Taker hooks the head and arm for a flat, like a flatliner type of move that got him a two count. Mm. Um, Let's see Taker use uh, mm. Dower's spiral. Yes, um, charge in the corner, but Davari pulls Hassan out, leaving the Undertaker going to the floor, where the sympathisers, which they use this word a lot, but what are they sympathising against? What are the what, Arab sympathisers. Yeah, but for what? For Hassan. They yeah. sympathise for Hassan. Is that what it's for? So it's, it's, it's a terrorist thing then. <laughs> you like it's a racial terrorist thing. Yeah, but that was a terrorist thing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a terrorist thing. We're just confirming to everyone it's a terrorist thing. They're not associates. They're not allies. They're sympathisers. It's a terrorist thing. Hassan <laughs> with a DDT for two and then a chin lock. Undertaker fights back. He throws punches. Undertaker punched him fucking hard, knocking him down and like his legs fucking buckled underneath him and everything. He hit him hard. 
He had to punch him to make it look real. <laughs> he did. And that were a oof. That were an oof. Uh, Undertaker goes to the floor and he punches one of the sympathisers. Another sympathiser chokes Undertaker with some wire um, and then he gets he throws Undertaker back in the ring. Ref's distracted. Um, his hand signals for the camel clutch, sinks it in. Undertaker though fights out by getting to his feet, puts his hand on his shoulders, um, he backdrops him an electric chair. And then charges it a sand in the corner and a clothesline followed by another one. I love the running Undertaker clotheslines corner yeah. to corner. Beast, I would not like to take one. As fake as wrestling is. <laughs> that. that is pure power. But, but I mean, what's taken out of Undertaker? Oh, that being choked with that wire. Big collision. It's not too much. There's he's not in trouble. 305 pounds. Oh, what the hell is this guy doing in the ring? Let's go, come on. Referee Brian Evans got a tough job here. Not tough than Hassan's. He's got to deal with the dead man. Oh my. Dead yeah. guys. And now another sympathizer runs into a boot. Bodies just flying all over the place here. Close by by the Undertaker. Here's a third sympathizer. Walked into a right hand. Undertaker drops the elbow. Here's the cover. Shoulders down. Hassan just kicked out. Uh, a sympathizer suddenly enters the ring. Big boot from Taker, snake eyes, and then another sympathizer eats a kick. Undertaker knocks down the sand, hits another sympathizer with a punch, and then another one gets knocked down by more punches. It's like they've watched bad guys from films. <laughs> like, let's all attack him one at a time. That's the way. Um, finishing the match, Hassan with a boot to the gut. Undertaker though ducks, grabs him by the throat, choke slam, and just over eight minutes, one, two, three, yeah, the final slam. match of because he's not worthy of my tombstone time. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to give you a proper proper finish here in a minute. Um, for me, it wasn't. It was more of a an angle to end a storyline than it was yeah. a match to prolong every, anything. And the aftermath that kind of proven that as Undertaker takes his hand up to the stage, removes well, pieces of guard. Yeah, well, for that, like when he's taking them all out at ringside, and then he takes Davari out, he throws him into the fucking announce table. I didn't never know that was an option. <laughs> no. Just threw him into the table. Into it. That blew my mind. Uh, but yeah, so we're, we're on top of the stage. Yeah, I remember it differently as well. Guardrail and, and staging. And I always thought it was gimmick. The gimmick, the that platform. Yeah. But obviously they couldn't gimmick it. So they had to remove it. Because if not, he would have killed him legit. <laughs> so removes it. We get last ride. Through the stage. Down to hell. Yeah, and I loved the camera as we cut back to him. I'm just handling his laid there, very much like Kurt was when Big Show killed him. Um, uh, and then, yeah, see you later. Throughout the night, we do get a couple more updates on the, the situation involving Mamma yeah, they, But poured a bucket of blood under his head. Yeah, but see you later and leave the memories alone. Just a wrecking machine. Just, hey, can you blame him at, up to that point? No, no, I can't blame him, but he is the number one contender, but now what the hell is he doing? What the hell? Right, Undertaker. No, no, no. Ripping, ripping, ripping that steel panel out of the, out of the stage. What the hell is that? What is he doing? He just ripped the steel. I know, he picked it up. I see that. Stage. What the hell is he doing it for? Oh, no. Look at those eyes, Cole, man. This is not... What is it? Another one. We gotta, you, you gotta be kidding me He's here. He's got a, like, these are like 200 freaking pounds, bro. This thing's a big, man, it's steel. Undertaker's exposed this large hole in that, in that steel, that, that, that steel stage. Oh, man. Ah, cool. Oh, no. 
he's got it. Oh, no. Oh, no. I hope he doesn't. Oh, not this. No. Oh, not. Oh, no. Oh, no. Not this. This is not good. Take it. Don't do this, man. Oh, no. Oh, not this. Not, not this already. Oh, oh, oh no. Hassan oh, Pai. you got to be kidding no, me. Just, Stop no, no, this. No, 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 no. God. A last ride through the stage. Concrete. I cannot believe what, what I, we, I what we just seen, witnessed. I've never seen nothing like that in my life. Gutted. Horrible. And I always remember back then, like, spoke about it before multiple times. During this time frame, I dipped in and out of WWE. But I remember this massive storyline mm. because of, obviously, the, the bombings and everything else. Um, but I gutted for him because he was brilliant. He was. The gimmick was great. The wrestling, it was better it than was a lot better, of better, better, yeah. better. He's very new to this. Very new to WWE style. Um, so it was getting better compared to a lot like your your Uncle Val's and your Stephen Richards of the world. Maybe not Stephen Richards. Maybe that's an insult, Stephen Richards. But to be fair, but your Uncle Val's of the world, Mamadasan was far better. The, the presentation, leaps and bounds, character presentation, his mic work, having Defaris as little dickhead manager. The whole gimmick worked, and it was just an unfortunate, fortunate circumstance has meant that this character had to go through this match, and like I said, more of an angle than a match. Um, but for me, I quite enjoyed it. I enjoyed the whole angle. I the enjoyed, match itself I enjoyed everything. Was, I, I, gave that I, I enjoyed it. It made me chuckle at like when you went back a bit ago and mentioned how it was like some out of a superhero film, action film, yeah. where there's 50, like when, 50 bad Batman guys. All, all yeah, these all, all all one at a time. Well, that made me chuckle. But no, I kind of enjoyed it. So for that, I'm going to give this a two. How many mavens? For the segment or the match? For the whole, everything. From, from start to end of seeing... Undertaker and Mamadou Sand on the screen. Because I based my choice on that three. Wow. Because it just mainly just for the post-match stuff. Yes. Yeah. Because um, it was like, Taker's Batman. It's like, bring it. Yeah. Throw Stavari into the announce table. Yeah. I did enjoy, like I said, the, um, the cut at the end as well. When we went back to Mamadou Sand. I did enjoy that because he did look fucked. It's a memorable right. moment. Yeah, it, like he had been destroyed. You think 2005 Great American Bash, that is what yeah. you think. And they were quick. The guys that took the removed the crash mats, they were quick to remove the crash mat and him to get back down in that position. So it was fair fucks to him. But again, Mamba Desan is a talented guy. It's such a shame that he never, he thought, fuck it. I'm done. It was a good touch, like placing that light, lighting bit mm. under the leg. Yeah, 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 definitely. Definitely. It's like he'd actually fell on stuff on a lighting rig and that. And like I said, it's just a, such a shame that he, he's done. We don't get no indie appearance. We don't get no return in a few years' time. We don't get no TNA, no Ring of Honor. He's done. Completely done with wrestling. Done. He could turn to be a teacher. He's a principal, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In New York. Yeah, it's, fuck, it's crazy. Crazy. That's probably stayed in New York. Mm. Joined now by Tori Wilson. Tori, do you have any special moments? plan for your match tonight with Melina? Special moments, huh? Yeah. Well, it's funny you should mention that because with all of the troops watching around the world on the Armed Forces Network, I'm definitely going to give them something to remember. For all of the women, I'm going to show that girls kick ass too. And for all of the men, I'm going to give them exactly what they want to see. Melina stripped down to her bra and panties. And there are the EMTs, and I, I do not believe that, that Muhammad, Muhammad Hassan has moved since... Uh, he's, he's, he's in bad shape. 
And he was driven by a last ride under uh, that concrete. His body contorted it, broken it, twisted skin and bones. And I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe Taker did it. And th th he was expressionless I, I, after he did it. I, I, you know. We are then backstage then with Tori Wilson getting interviewed. Um, she says she'll give the troops something to remember tonight. Wilson says she'll show the women that they can kick ass too, and for all the men, she'll give them Melina stripped down to her bra and panties. And then you'll strip down yourself. We know the gig. Um, it wasn't the worst promo from Tori Wilson because she has done some bad ones. It wasn't the worst. Nah, it, it's more, her promos are better when it's an interview style. Yeah. Not yeah. when it's like the acting style. Yeah. Um, then we see a shot of Mamadou Hassan getting helped by the doctors and put onto a stretcher. Uh, they replayed the powerbomb spot again. Um, there was some blood shown on the floor, so obviously there was that indication that you when know, he's hit the floor, he's, he's, he's cracked back he's his dead. Yeah, it's cut angle treatment. He's dead. Um, up next, you know, because we need matches. Because we need to dull the crowd after that. <laughs> it is the recently debuting debuted even Mexico's of Juventud Guerrera, Super Crazy and Psychosis going up against ECW's Blue World Order of Big Stevie Cool, Blue Mini and the Blue Guy or otherwise known as Supernova. Um, Simon Dean. Yeah. <laughs> Dean, nervous thinking, fucking hell, I could be selling my shit right now because <laughs> this fat fuck got punched out by JBL at ECW I'm going to do this shite and I think the thing is as well it's yeah we want to put the Mexicals over it was a very short match over in under five minutes I mean it's scream Smackdown yeah this I is liked, a pay-per-view match I liked their entrance for PWU like mocking me <laughs> yeah I did as well like little kiddie tricycles yeah I did as well, um, well how did we get here fuck those heat Smackdown <laughs> Mexicals needed something to do and BWO were there because JBL smashed Blooming there. Yeah. <laughs> so it is. Um, the match itself, I said, is very short. It broke down very quickly. Um, Nova and Richards whipped Meanie into crazy uh, and Psychosis in the corner and he's, the fat fucker squashed them both. Uh, Mexicals were sent out of the ring. Uh, Nova did the Hogan point towards crazy, but God, weren't they bothered. Um, Hoovy did a springboard spin kick into the back of Nova. Uh, the juice, um, he's the original juice. Yeah, it's Hoovy. The better juice. Yeah. Uh, with a spinning kick and he grabbed an armbar. Tagged to Crazy, um, we got a seated drop kick onto Hollywood Nova. Um, tagged to Juvie, slapped on an armbar. Nova fought back with a big boot to Juvie. Uh, Cole, he calls Big Stevie Cole. Um, he calls him <laughs> Big Cole Stevie Richards. <laughs> <laughs> we're fucking these names up all night tonight. Taz didn't have a clue what Booker's catchphrase were. Michael Cole can't remember what Stephen Richards is called. <laughs> it's like Jordan Hall replay of uh, The Hassan Death. Were they just channeling the uh, UK pay-per-view? They must have been. They did not fucking shots of fucking tequila yeah. with Mexicals and, and, and uh, Macarena boys. Macarena boys have got balls of tequila <laughs> under, under their desk. So that's why Taker threw... That's, that's how they're getting through That's it. why Taker threw Davari into Colin Taz's desk. <laughs> didn't want to smash it up because they didn't want to waste all bottles. Yeah. Uh, finishing the match comes, Richards with a big elbow to Psychosis, back body drop and Hoovy springboards, but with Mrs. Richards... Uh, side slam to Psychosis gets a two for Richards as Crazy saves his partner um, Richards he charges and gets crotched on the middle rope springboard moonsault by Crazy the ref didn't see top rope leg drop by Psychosis in just under five minutes gets the win for the Mexican Gardeners what did you think Amory Mavens uh, one yeah one <laughs> I mean the best bit was pre-match BWU's in entrance and 
best calls entrance when Super Crazy get back away the boys, Rick. Yeah. I just like, like, here you go, boys. I just, I, it I've been gardening. You look after this for me. <laughs> it just belonged on SmackDown. Yeah. The whole thing. It was fun, right? It was fun, but I rate things on a pay-per-view level. And this is, it's lucky it didn't get a point five. I only popped because of entrance. There's only one thing so far that's been pay-per-view worthy. Hmm. And what? <laughs> Benoit versus Juice. No, no. The death of a son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only thing pay-per-view worthy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'd say, to be fair, I'd say the whole segment, because it's Undertaker, it kind of it, it passes just as pay-per-view worthy because of the end. Mm. If that up to the point Undertaker just winning with a Oh, slam, the match itself was dog shit. That's Smackdown, in it? All over. All the Undertaker has had match, match itself was like 1.35. <sighs> definitely, definitely. Up next, video package airs for our next match. Oh, I'm telling you, this thing is just shot full of emotion here. Rey Mysterio, I mean, God, I mean, just from the beginning of this thing, it's, it's, it's got to take this match up. And this is all about one thing, the fact that Eddie Guerrero cannot defeat Rey Mysterio. But if he wins tonight, the secret will be revealed. The question is, can I beat Rey Mysterio? Eddie Guerrero loses to Rey Mysterio. I know these people don't believe they can beat him. Mysterio got him again! Eddie Guerrero cannot beat Rey Mysterio! Rey, I don't think he knows what I'm capable of. Son, Dominic's daycare. That's right. And there he is. Hey, Dominic, what's up, huh? You like bedtime stories? I love bedtime stories, Uncle Eddie. Well, Uncle Eddie promises to tell you a bedtime story you'll never, ever forget. <laughs> you know, you've done some pretty messed up things in your life, but how you threaten my family, I'm asking you, please don't go there. Beg me! Regame! Get on your knees and beg me not to tell the truth! See, Ray, it's not really about what you want. It's about what I want. Partner. Tag team titles are on the line. Rey Mysterio now being forced to team tonight with Eddie Guerrero. It's got to be some blockbuster secret that Rey doesn't want out. Rey's going to pull it off. 6-1-9. Rey's going to win the title by himself. It's not really about what you want. It's about what I want. See, Rey, I can make you do whatever I want. Because I know something that you don't want everyone in this world to know. Vicky, honey, what are you doing with our kids? Whatever it is that you have against Rey, you need to keep it to yourself. It's going to hurt me. It's going to hurt our kids. This can hurt you, and this can hurt Ray's family. Ray is a good man. He's a good father. Do me a favor, just leave. I just Rip the ass. Go. Eddie, come on, girls. Vicky, I'm sorry. I heard what you said about Ray. Maybe you're right. So I'm going to give him the opportunity to prove you right at the Great American Bash, baby. It's Ray. Beats me, I will keep
Keep that secret inside. Lock it away. If I win, I get to finish my little bedtime story to Dominic. Great. I don't think he knows what I'm capable of. Think of your family. I know your secret, Ray. It is ex-tag team partner versus ex-tag team partner, ex-best friend versus ex-best friend. It is Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio. How the fuck, Michael, did we get to this? These two were pals for years. So, let's go back to Halloween nights. <laughs> Halloween Havoc 1997. <laughs> nah, fuck that. <laughs> that was far too much backstory, <laughs> even for me. They had a Magic Mania, Rey won. They're a judgment day. Ray won. So Ray seems to have got to have got Eddie's number. Eddie got Eddie's pissed. bit really fucking pissed off about this. Partially because of Chavo's shit stirring. Because mm-hmm. he got a wooden spoon. That's the key. Chavo's the dickhead in all this. Chavo it was Eddie's fucked off to Raw and changed his name. <laughs> Chavo's the instigator and he's pissed off. But yeah, because Ray keeps beating Eddie in pay-per-view matches. Eddie's like, motherfucker, I, I need to beat you. Right? I know, I know a secret about you though. Do you want anyone to know? If I beat you, I'm going to tell everyone. If you beat me, fair fucks, you, you beat me again. I'll not say out. Very personal storyline. Like, there's not many in WWE at the minute where it's actual, it's family, it's wives, it's kids. And the minute you bring a wife in or a partner or a kid, it suddenly takes that storyline yeah. up tenfold because it's now, it's real life stuff. And the fact that technically this storyline is Still going to this day. Oh yes, <laughs> absolutely. I've seen that on what I shared on Twitter earlier. Like Dom was like doing reading tweets from fans. Like, do you do you think you'll reconcile with your dad? It's like, I do hope one day I'll reconcile with my dad. But unfortunately, looks up. He's still there. <laughs> I miss him. Love you, Eddie. <laughs> Looking brilliant. But yeah, it's, uh, it's, so, it's so creepy as well. Like I said, a little bit nonsense. Yeah. Borderline nonsense, but um, like he's going to read in this bedtime story and this bedtime story is going to give away a secret. So it's we've got the, the personal sort of animosity between Ray and Eddie because, like I said, we had, they were a tag team. They were champions. They uh, were friends. They were friends. Years. And then they fought. And like I said, Ray kept winning. Um, and then they got to a point where Eddie was pissed off, turned heel, and he was like, I've got a secret. Um, but it's, there's so many different levels within this story. Do you know what I mean? We've gone from them. Are, are they still now fighting? Well, up to this point, before the bedtime story, they were still fighting because Eddie wanted to prove he was the better man. Now, that's gone out of the window. Like, I, don't, I don't care that you've beat me multiple times now. Now it's all about the story, the secret. Yeah, we, we've yep. progressed. And obviously bringing uh, Vicky Guerrero involved in the kids, I said it makes it that element of personal, that, that it's like, ooh, what is this secret? Do you know what I mean? Because it's, it's so, WB's a soap intrigue. opera. WB's a soap opera. Soap opera is built on intrigue. Yeah. So if you're intrigued and you can't wait to see what I'll be like, the result of this match could mean that the end of this match, he gives away the secret. So we could be, we've been building up for the last four weeks, well, eight weeks probably, with the secret. And I can guarantee you, people bought this back in 2005. Just for this. For this, to find out what the secret was. It did its job. This massively did its job. That this is the whole storyline, the promo package, everything. This is where the film series has got a trilogy. And this is a second mm. edition of the trilogy. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like I said, people at the, at the time, I, I would have loved to have had a 
or seen like a, a forum or a, a, a 2005 Twitter platform or Facebook with people's actually, what is the shit? What's it going on? Because I don't know. Are we actually, does, with what we've seen, like try and ignore what you know, what we've seen, do you think that this, the, the, the bedtime story is the secret is that Eddie's Dom's dad? I didn't think that back in the day. I, I, didn't, I, don't, I don't know what, I didn't I, know what it was. I'm saying, but I didn't, that never entered my mind. Never once did I ever think, is that what it is? But again, I'm not massively familiar with the storyline. I'm familiar with the SummerSlam ladder match and the promo package, everything in the build up to that. I understand why they were fighting, but I never, it's, I don't think half of the SmackDown that we watched in the build to the, to the Gab, I don't think I ever watched before. Ever watched before. How we got to this point. I knew SummerSlam was a thing, but I never knew how we actually got there. And it's, like I said, a bit nonsense. But, <laughs> but I remember this match being dif- ending differently. Mm. But the thing- See, I don't remember this match. This is the thing. I don't remember this match. I remember the storyline a little bit and then the yeah. SummerSlam match. There's only one thing I remember from this tape for you. That was just a match that was actually a segment. Yeah. Um, so we were backstage with Rey Mysterio in the locker room with his son Dom, who was eight years old at this time. Uh, Mysterio gave him a hug and told him there's nothing to be scared of, that everything's going to be okay. Until you meet an obviously bird in about 20 years. <laughs> his best thing going me at the minute is Dom. And I said this fucking Thunderdome times when Dom made his debut. I goes, make that cunt an eel. And he'll be a horrible little cunt. And he's brilliant. He's fucking... Make him an eel? Yeah. And make him Eddie's son. Yeah, make him think he's yeah, Eddie's son. The fact he's grown his hair out, he's got the Eddie hair style. He's just missing. He's missing the tash. tash. Yeah, he's missing the tash. Um... So Eddie Guerrero, he makes his entrance with Cole mentioning that Mysterio uh, must bring out Dominic to watch the match. Um, and there's Michael Cole says, Eddie Guerrero's just a jerk, Taz. <laughs> Americanisms. Uh, Mysterio made his entrance with Dominic. Um, Eddie had this, his grin. That creepy fucking Nancy grin. Someone's not right here. Someone's not right. Hey, little Eddie. <laughs> uh, Mysterio sits Dominic down on a chair at ringside in front of the announce table. It's mad though that how Dominic he went, had such a growth spurt. Like he's so tall now compared to eight year old. He's, he doesn't look like a, an above average. He's so tall compared to his dad. Yeah, but everybody is. <laughs> well, well, wish that. Because <laughs> both of them are quite small. <laughs> Mum just there must be someone really tall in the family because Mum's not the tallest. <laughs> you say might as well. Must be her granddad, great granddad. Maybe. Um, so the match then. Um, Guerrero he convinced Mysterio to hug him before the match uh, made it look good for Dominic um, we got Eddie Sucks chance well, you know you got to set a good example for your son of course of course uh, Ray clotheslined him twice um, goes through a leg springboard crossbody but missed Eddie who moved uh, Mysterio he pounds on him in the corner but Eddie countered and hit an inverted atomic drop and we get a close up of Dominic ringside um, he must be fucking loving it to be fair you're going to go ringside to watch your dad so wrestle this is end of July so obviously schools are that's why he's at a pay-per-view on a Sunday yeah. night. When he goes back to school in September, right. he's got to be the most fucking popular kid in that <laughs> fucking school. Tell if not already. Tell me, but now he's been on pay-per-view. Um, Guerrero gets crouched on the top and Ray comes off with a hurricane that gets a two count. 619 connects for Mysterio and a springboard senton gets him a two. Uh, the camera zoomed in on Eddie, who uh, he, he said he almost beat me. He's like, fucking just nearly... Um, Eddie walked over to Dominic Eddie hugged Dominic and he put Dominic in front of himself to block Ray from hitting him well Ray's not going to hit his son is he <laughs> not for another 18 years big Eddie sucks champ from the crowd um, Ray went down to a knee to get Eddie to stop but Eddie punched him and Taz called Eggy uh, Eggy uh, Taz called Eddie a fucking well, a friggin asshole 
and it's, it's got a point. It's, this is quite dickhead behaviour by Eddie Guerrero. Very much Which so. Which is why he's a great fucking hero. 100%. Uh, back in the ring, Eddie hits a backbreaker and they kick uh, Ray in the back a couple of times. Uh, toss him outside. Eddie walks over to Dominic, smiles at Dominic while pinching him playfully on the cheek. That was a good boy. Uh, back in the ring, uh, Eddie with a hard whip into the corner. Uh, Mysterio gets choked while Eddie punches him in the back. A backbreaker attempt by Eddie was counted into a crossbody. Uh, Ray well with a backbreaker submission hold as he continued to work over Ray. Uh, Ray tried to count with a sunset flip, but Eddie rolled through, slingshots Ray over the top, all the way to the floor. Um, and Eddie goes back to be a bit noncy towards Dominic. Uh, so Ray punches him from behind. Back in the ring, Ray gets a low drop kick, kick to the face, gets a two. Springboard moonsault by Mysterio was caught by Guerrero, and Ray countered, and it's spinning DDT for another two. That kick to the face, that was a stiff rush shot. Absolutely. Um, springboard dropkick set up Eddie for us in the 619. Ray hits it, goes up top to drop the dime with a leg drop where Eddie moves. Uh, Guerrero hits the three amigos. Up to the top, um, Eddie jumps off with the frog splash, but Ray moved out of the way, so Eddie walked back down. Um, another vertical suplex by Guerrero, and then another, and Ray was out. Eddie looked at Dominic, and it a beautiful brain buster. Beautiful Eddie's brain, brain buster. Eddie's brain buster is one of the best. Him and Malenko hits a good one as well. I think Saturn does a good one. The radicals. The brain busters. <laughs> the brain busters. Amazing move. Um, it goes up to the top for the finish. Frog splash. There was no cover immediately as he taunts Dominic. And then he, la- dickhead smug. he lays back for the smug dickhead pin. Rey Mysterio locks his legs in, hooks him over. Pin. One, two, three, and just over 15 minutes. Your winner of the match is Rey Mysterio. The secret doesn't get told. God, he's done. He's the done. frog splash! Done. Rey Mysterio. Oh Eddie Guerrero. Hold a, on, hold on. A couple of seconds away from spilling his this secret to the world. One. Come on, Mysterio! What the hell is this? Wow! He got it! No! Oh my God! Mysterio got him! Wait a minute, did he get him? Oh my God! The elation between father and son. Oh my God, how did he do it? Rey Mysterio oh my did God. it for his son. He pulled it off. Rey's prayers were answered tonight, Cole. Rey's prayers were answered. Oh my God. And I'm so happy for him. Wow. Eddie Guerrero can't believe it. And, you know, so what? Big hug between Ray and Dom. Everyone's happy. I wonder where it goes from here. What well, did you make? How many mavens? Best wrestling match of the night. Definitely. Definitely. No, this not. this gets a three from me. Yeah. I've gone up from earlier from me two a three. I'd, I'd give it a three. I love the end. Like Eddie, cocky like. <laughs> you want to know the secret, Dom? Whoa! One, two, three. <laughs> Again, though, Where's the, the, yeah. how, how does the secret come well, out? Well, obviously, that's the thing. Does Eddie, is Eddie now just pissed? About, oh, well, fuck it, I'm going to say it anyway. It's got, that's got to be it. That's a typical heel, isn't it? Just, I'm, like, I promise you I won't. Ah, psych. <laughs> you didn't see my fingers. I'm back. <laughs> Dickhead. But yeah, best match of the night. Wrestling match. Actually, no, to be fair, best match. Full yeah. stop, best match of the night. Um, but probably one of their worst matches because, again... It was more of an angle match but than it was a match match. 
it's more to build the next one. This was very much a SmackDown it's, episode of. It wasn't of, the best, of, but it's not the best match bash. Of, the, of the last three pay per view matches. No, 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 absolutely not, absolutely not. Which says a lot. Yeah, uh, but again, it was it's like it was the best of a bad bunch because this pay per view was full of bad bunches, full yeah. of bad bunches. Speaking of bad bunches, we're backstage with Uncle Fucking Sam. As JBL, he was interviewed by Josh Matthews, he complained about Batista and said it's payback because he'll be getting the World Heavyweight Championship back and he mentioned how he's a future Hall of Famer. He ripped on the Buffalo Bills for losing four straight Super Bowls. It's quite shit, that, actually. I'm not even a Super Bowl fan, but losing four in a row, that's a bit shit. Bit shit. I mean, they got there. Yeah, but they lost, though. I'd rather not get there. I'd rather have, I'd rather lose in semi-final so does that than mean lose in final. Buffalo Bills, uh, the Netherlands... Uh... Oh... The football world. Yeah. Do you like that reference? Google that, did you? Did you Google that? No. <laughs> yeah, sort, of, sort of, yeah. Holland I've have seen lost, a lot of World uh, Cup finals and Holland, Holland have been in a lot uh, of them, but they've never won. No. Um, so he rips on the Bills and he says, tonight I guarantee you that I'm going to beat Batista just like the Bills get beat. He said, there are legends, there are Hall of Famers, there are all-time wrestling greats, but there is only one wrestling god. Woo! Great promo from JBL, to be fair. It's the only good thing about JBL, is this promo. He does a good heel promo. Put my reputation on the line. Come hell, come high water, come the creek rise. I guarantee you, I will beat Batista tonight. Because there are legends. There are Hall of Famers. There are all-time greats. But there is one, and only one, wrestling god. Well, WWE SmackDown presents the Great American Bash, sponsored by WWE.com. The Great American Bash is coming to you live from the HSBC Arena in Buffalo, New York, exclusively on pay-per-view. And we do welcome you to Buffalo, New York, for the Great American Bash. We'd like to thank all of you for allowing us to come into your home tonight with this great pay-per-view. And also thank our fighting young men and women all over the world who are watching the Great American Bash on the Armed Forces Network in places like the Azores, Chagos, Cuba, Germany, and Greece. Hey, hey uh, young fighting men, treat yourself to our special guest referee. And then we see Candice Michelle, she walks out in a very revealing referee shirt. Yeah, why can't all referees... Well, why can't we have more referees? Uh, no, in that. <laughs> no, I mean, why can't we have more referees like Candice? You were going to say, why can't more referees dress like that? <laughs> Jimmy Cadera's coming... Tim White coming out with a little nipple clamps on him. <laughs> why can't more referees be like Candice? Why can't Candice wrestle every match? Referee, referee every, every match. match. <laughs> yes. As it is time for our next match... It is bra and panties time. It's Tory Wilson versus Melina. Michael. Time for tits. How did we get it yet? Tits o'clock. <laughs> I don't know. Divas, isn't it? <laughs> we've, we've got women on the show. We need to do something with women, but none of them are wrestlers. No. Smackdown doesn't. We, we said we've this. We've got Michelle who wants yeah, to be a wrestler. I was going to say, we said this. Are Smackdown taking wrestling a bit more serious? The answer no, because we have bra and panties matches. And we've got Tori who loves to walk around in Ryan Panties. We've got Melina who probably loves to walk around in Ryan Panties, well, but she's, she's promised a heel. it won't happen. She's promised it won't happen. I will say though, I'll go on record and say that I think this is Tori Wilson's best ever match I've ever seen. She's improved a fucking hell of a she lot since Invasion 2001. Oh, she can actually wrestle. We're not talking Trish Stratus levels of improving because she went from 0 to 100. 
Tony Wilson's gone from zero to ten, but the zero, the, the ten is a lot better than what the zero ones was. Um, so the match, it's not long. <laughs> um, Wilson took Molina down with some head scissors, tried to take her knickers off. Molina though, not having it. She ripped off Molina's top, which left Molina in a bra. Uh, Wilson went for the went for the pants, but Molina kicked Wilson out of the ring. Back in the ring, she ripped Wilson's top off, which went left Wilson in and a bra. Tori said, "Oh no, don't let people see my chest." Of course, sorry. Of course. We've all seen Playboy. Uh, Candice, she warned Melina about no help at hair pulling or choking. Uh, double axe to the back by Melina. Wilson with a kick to the head. Two clotheslines and a drop kick. Not bad, because I've seen she's done sloppy shit like that before. Yeah. Suplex and went for Melina's pants, but Melina kicked her away. Uh, the finish. Uh, Melina sent Tori throat first into the top rope. Melina ripped Tori's pants off, leaving Tori in her pants. Melina for the victory. Three minutes, 53. <laughs> Uh, Tori's got Molina by the hair. Uh-oh, oh, Tori hung up on the top row. Right across the throat, right? Right up. Uh-oh, uh-oh. wait a minute. Shot, hot shot, shot. Here we go. Speaking of hot, Molina. Uh-oh. Stripping Tori Wilson. Molina's going to get it. She gets those pants off. Tori's pants are she's, almost off. She's, Molina's hit right just about there. And it's over. Wow. Molina has won the Brian Panties match. Shame we didn't have a draw. Yeah, I was. Oh, wait a minute now. What's up with that? Oh, Tori. Well, now, now Candace taking off. Hey, yes. I love this ref. Throwing <laughs> panties everywhere. Wow, wow, wow. I love the great American fans. Oh my God. She's so embarrassed, Melina. She said she'd never be caught on broad panties in public, never less on TV. And then. Melina attacks Candice. Mm-hmm. The faces attack Melina. Mm-hmm. Rip her pants off, and then Candice trips whoever her pants is. Everyone, and then Michelle decides to take her referee shirt yeah. off and do the go daddy spin uh, that she did for many a year. And yeah, I told you this is how it'd end. We'd see everybody's bra and panties, even the referee. I'm not complaining. How many mavens? Seven. I'm, I'm <laughs> torn. I'm torn. Right? Because as a wrestling match, point five. But, but, tits. I'm, and giving, I'm giving it a one. For that reason, it's a point one for wrestling. And that point one is directed purely at Tory Wilson's improvement, but it's a point nine for Vince Russell. <laughs> TNA. Tits. Us. The champion Batista versus the challenger. JBL. Well, you heard JBL a little bit a moment ago. He said this is payback. You know, he's guaranteeing victory here, Cole. And this matchup all started when the draft lottery changed the shape of Raw and SmackDown last month. The draft lottery changed the entire foundation of SmackDown forever. What the Call. John Cena is officially raw, but as bad as I hate to lose John Cena, the big picture is SmackDown is without a champion. And how important is this matchup to crown the new SmackDown champion? They could go anyway, Cole. Who the hell knows who's going to end up new SmackDown champion? Champ. JBL recently 
SmackDown Championship. The good news is you have earned the right to be the new number one contender to this man. Batista! What the hell? Oh, my! SmackDown has hit the jackpot. He's the latest draft lottery winner. I can't believe it. This is the man who three times beat Triple H. This is the man who won the title at WrestleMania. And Batista is on SmackDown. Even when I was on Raw, I watched SmackDown every week. And the one thing that always stood out was that JBL is nothing but a loud mouth and a bully. You know how you deal with bullies? You punk them out, and then you beat them up. Wait a minute! Who's that? That's Batista! What the hell? Where the hell did he come from? And it's legal with no disqualification! What the hell is this? Blow me! And he takes off the win! Batista just embarrassed John Bradshaw Layfield! Batista, thanks to you, last Thursday was the most embarrassing night of my entire life. Batista, you chose at WrestleMania to stay on Raw. At the Great American Bash, you will understand that there is only one wrestling god. greatness of me so enjoy this recognize that guy batista that's you with the great american bash mark my words put it down i guarantee you i will beat batista you're a liar you're a loudmouth you're a bully and you are a phony well, I got a little guarantee for you at the Great American Bash. I guarantee you, I'm gonna whip your ass. Now, this is live outside of the HSBC Arena. It is a, a police escorted motorcade. You kidding me or what? Surprises me anymore with the number one contender, JBL. You got police escort here. This is unbelievable. It's like he's uh, like uh, it's like when this pistol just smacked down. You know we had the whole thing, the whole thing going on with the presidential like a ticket take parade thing. JBL, never, you know, never, like you said, never ceased to amaze me. Now JBL guaranteed victory in this matchup. Hey, there he is. Well, dressed again like Uncle Sam, much like he was Thursday. Wow. Oh, look, there it is. Oh, no. <laughs> Confetti. Oh, my God. Michael, main event time. Reigning, defending, undisputed world heavyweight champion, Big Dave Bautista, defending against your former longest reigning champion in SmackDown history, John Bradshaw Layfield. How did we get here? So, Bautista was the final draft pick of the draft lottery, which saw Cena be the first draft pick taking the WWE title over to Raw. So we had a six-man to determine what would have been the new SmackDown champion. But Tilo came out after that, after JBL won that, and was like, JBL, fair fucks, mate. You won the match, but 
you're not a champ, but you're now the number one contender to the world heavyweight champion, Batista. And here we are. Here Shenanigans we are. along the way. Batista felt Blue Meanie beat JBL because JBL battered Blue Meanie at ECW. <laughs> what I did like is that 20 minutes ago, half an hour ago, JBL was in the arena doing a promo, doing an interview. Yeah. He's left the arena, got in his limo, gone got around. drive around the block, got some police to escort them back into the arena. Escort him back into the arena with unsynced fucking sirens. That did. He could have both at least like counted down. And he was throwing flags into the audience and stuff like Uncle Sam was I love that like, like, he passes Taz one and then he passes Cole one and Taz's like, no, forget I'm having that one at all. <laughs> Uh, it was a good entrance it just made me chuckle that he was already here and then he disappeared and come back again <laughs> maybe left some at home had to nip back home to get some <laughs> and also as JBL was making his entrance uh, Michael Cole let us know that JBL's reign was 277 days as Smackdown champion it actually started at last year's Great American Bash yeah I was like oh yeah because he did because he did and Batista Michael yes. also lets us know yes. Batista's the first man to headline within the span of one month have had a raw pay-per-view and a SmackDown pay-per-view yes. and he's the first man to defend the World Heavyweight Championship on a SmackDown pay-per-view. Exactly what my notes said right there. <laughs> um, so the match then, we got loud Batista chance to start. Uh, very slow start. You kind of was expecting that with these yeah, two big lads. Slow match. Uh, Batista overpowered JBL a few times. Um, JBL with a knee to the gut, forearm to the back, uh, a couple of punches. Batista comes back with a mean clothesline so JBL fucks off to the floor. Um, where J- uh, Batista sends JBL into a barricade Batista rolls JBL back in hits a net breaker using a top rope for assist uh, JBL jumped off the apron but Batista caught him and sent him back into the apron um, they went back in the ring JBL with an eye poke the obviously ref didn't see it because they're blind as fuck uh, JBL sent Batista shoulder first into the post followed by a kick that knocked Batista out of the ring uh, JBL tackled Batista over the announce table uh, now if the ref counted at normal speed this match would be over right now because yeah, these two were spent, made event. They spent so long outside. She made so event. long outside. Um, and I love how the announce table still had the big fucking hole that they showed where Davari got fucking thrown into it by the other two. Uh, no time to fix that, baby. No, no, absolutely not. Uh, back in the ring, Jable gets a two count. Uh, slingshot move into the bottom rope. Um, elbow drops. The crowd, dead as fuck. They have been for the vast majority of this pay-per-view. I don't think the crowd's enjoyed this in the slightest. Um, Batista he counted the long sleep roll with a back suplex as the ref counted them both down for a seven yeah about three minutes he spent in that long old fucking rest hold uh, Batista comes back with a boot to the face and a clothesline that sent both men over the barricade uh, Nick Patrick he left the ring to check on them rather than count them out because main event of course um, back in the ring big elbow by Batista uh, the referee got knocked over though by JBL yeah. as Batista bounced off the turnbuckle into the ref and JBL ran over Patrick with a shoulder tackle yeah. um, that sent Patrick flying out of the ring yeah he, went, he tried to go for a close off roll to Batista but Batista moved it like his shoulder block from a slab yeah <laughs> um, busted by Big Dave uh, the juice um, the chief of staff he runs out Batista knocks him off the apron uh, Jordan gets in the ring, hits Batista in the back with a chair. JBL boots to the face, Batista. JBL covers, but there's no ref. And I'm thinking, ah, oh, they're going to put the belt back on JBL here. Yeah. Uh, 
JBL covers again. Patrick was still down. Um, no count. JBL runs the ropes. But this time Batista catches him. Big spine buster. Which the crowd popped for that one because they kind of knew, fuck me, I can go home soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Come on, guys. We've got to catch L train here. The juice is in the ring. Batista gives him a big back body drop that sent him to the floor. Uh, the finish, the ref's still down. Batista with a corner clothesline followed by a power slam. The Juice had a chair, but Batista brought him and the chair into the ring. Hits Jordan in the head with the chair. Hits JBL with the chair. The ref saw that, so he calls for the disqualification in just under 20 minutes. And winner by DQ, JBL. Referee's still down. Payback off the skull of Jordan. Oh, my God. Oh, the skull of JBL. Referee Nick Patrick. Wow. Whoa, wait. Wait a minute. What the hell? Wait a minute here. I believe the animal has been disqualified. Batista got right, caught. This might, this might be, you might have just shown the beginning of the animal, Paul. Look at this guy. He looks like he's about to explode. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Steel tears. Oh, my God. To Orlando Jordan. But nonetheless, what a physical battle. Oh my God, physical with a capital P. These, these two athletes, these bohemians just went at it. And then it. Well, let's take a look. Ladies and gentlemen, first, uh, Orlando Jordan. This is the second time Orlando Trump used the chair. Yeah, Jordan brought the steel chair into the ring. It's very important, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly. He injected the chair in the matchup. But watch referee Nick Patrick. Oh, yeah, he saw this. Nick, Nick Patrick saw it. That's the one the ref saw, and that, that's all it takes. I mean, uh, uh, wow. I mean, the referee didn't see all the other tomfoolery and shenanigans by, by Jamie Yellen. He gets a win on pay-per-view, I suppose. It's a great way to bash, isn't it? Yeah, but Batista went wild after attacked everyone with chair, went wild, obviously got his fucking heat back. Pay-per-view goes off the air. Batista looking strong as fuck. But what was the point in giving JBL the DQ win? Well, because it gives him a win and I don't know, it pushes it on because it's, it's a storyline pay-per-view, it's not a pay-per-view pay-per-view. And we yeah, push it on for SummerSlam. We push it on for SummerSlam. You've got to tune in next week to find out what happened. Even though... Taker's the one contender now. Yes. So we should be... Built. JBL's fucked now then. It's JBL. But because he won by DQ, he technically won, but didn't win the belt. So in WWE rules, does that mean that he's entitled he to a match shot. before Undertaker gets a shot? So it should be... Or a triple threat. Could be a triple threat. That'd be a good right. test with I did quite like, though, how Batista was on the stage. The, the announcer announced that JBL won by DQ, and Batista's like, the dickhead. So it ran back to the ring. Powerbomb on Jordan. Powerbomb on everybody. You get a powerbomb. You get a powerbomb. Powerbomb from you everybody. Get a powerbomb. Uh, but yeah, what did you make to our main event on How Many Mavens? Uh, One and a half. Yeah. It was slow. It was. It was always I mean, going to be slow. It was always going to be slow, but it wasn't the, like a slow powerhouse match. It was JBL's just a dumpy, slow thing. It was, 
is that dumpy when he did that diving punch off at Nowsable and wobbled before he jumped off it? <laughs> I thought we were going to give up. Well, yeah, it was very flat ending. I think a DQ finish to the main event for the world title sums up this pay-per-view. Yeah. Definitely sums up this pay-per-view. So, Michael, that was Great American Bash 2005. I want to know, as always, your match of the night, worst match of the night, and if Gab was a wrestling personality from the WWE, the Ruthless Aggression era, who would it be? OJ. <laughs> yeah, go with that. <laughs> Most of his matches end in DQ. Plus, US champion, American pay-per-view. <laughs> America. Fuck yeah. Um, match, match of the, of the night? night? Eddie Riggs. Yeah, worst match of the night? Six man. Only because the women's match tits. I'm going to go worst match of the night. Even though I enjoyed the nostalgia pop at the end. Hide and shy. An animal versus Eminem. Match of the night, Eddie Ray. Definitely. Definitely. But I didn't enjoy that one. I'm not going to lie. That was probably the hardest watch I've had. Because I knew I'd for ages. I'll tell you where it stems back from. It was my brother, Stephen, years ago. Um, he went out into the market and come back with a DVD of WB and it was this pay-per-view. Uh, and it was them two def- uh, winning the tag titles. And I was like, ugh, ugh. And I remember watching it with him. I, I think I might have watched it after us, my heart. And I watched it and I was like, this is sham, glad I don't watch it at a minute. Do you know what I mean? That, that sort of mindset. Yeah. Oh, fucking lot of bollocks this is. And that's, that's exactly the mindset I'd had watching this. But we've done it. We've got through it. On to the next one. <laughs> SummerSlam 2000. Absolutely. Fine. As always, Michael, if people don't already, where can they find us on all forms of social media, including TikTok? <laughs> on all forms of social media, you can find us. We're on Facebook. We're on TikTok. We're we on are. X, is it? We're on X. We're on Thread. X, is it X videos? Yeah, no, no, it's not a porn site. We're on X, we're on Thread. Find us on Thread. It's Zuckerberg's new Twitter thing, but Twitter's not Twitter now, Twitter's X. Everything. <laughs> Every, everywhere online you can find us at RA Podcast. That is it. And if you enjoy what you hear and you do want to support the show, you can get access to our an abundance of new content uh, over on our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash RA Era Podcast, where we've recently started a brand new series, Viva La Raza which is the life and times of Eddie Guerrero in the WWF slash WWE. But this has been Great American Bash. We've been the Art Era Podcast. I've been Dave. That's been Big Sexy. Until the Raw and Smackdown's leading us up to SummerSlam. Peace out, people. Ruthless aggression. I will sit right here and bide my time. Take to get what's mine